Thank you for joining us today on Growing Grace. This podcast is a daily journey through the Bible in a devotional format to discover the beauty of God's unconditional love and limitless grace. From the Old Testament to the New, from the historical books to the Gospels, from the prophets to the epistles, we will search for the true central figure of the Bible, Jesus Christ. Now for today's devotional, here's your host, Jonathan Carver. It has been said that what we gaze at is what we become. Yesterday we talked about James chapter 1 where that James talked about the man who looks in a mirror and straightway forgets what he saw is someone who is a forgetful hearer. And today we want to continue along that idea about how is it that as we look into the mirror, as we see ourselves and we see it in the light of Christ, how is it that we are to be transformed? Um, today I want to begin in um, because the the verse the verses of scripture that we're going to we're really walking around is some interesting comments by the Apostle Paul and how that he uses the the mirror. Uh, interestingly enough, he uses the mirror um, in First Corinthians thirteen. He also uses it in Second Corinthians chapter three. But the mirror actually wasn't invented until uh, sometime in the, I think it was the 13th century. And, um, and, and the, as a result of this, we have a problem of understanding what they were really talking about as to what they were looking at. There wasn't an exacting of the image that they were to look in. And, but there was enough, for instance, if they looked into a calm pool of water, they could see a reflection, a distorted one, no, undoubtedly. But this would give them somewhat of an idea of what they looked like. The only way that you could find out what you looked like in this time period is if you had enough wealth to have someone to paint or sculpt a likeness of you. Uh, otherwise, you just had to go by what others said about you. Well, Paul mentions something in Romans chapter 12. And he, he says, brethren, by the, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. When you give yourself to God, give him your best. Okay? You know, and I know both, that as we look in the scriptures, when it talked about the sacrifices that were to be given, uh, by individuals to God in the Old Covenant, that they could not bring blind and lame and poor sacrifice, because that wasn't a sacrifice. If you're going to sacrifice, you give your best. And this is what Paul's talking about here. But look at what verse 2 says. He says, And don't be conformed or made like unto this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The renewal of our mind is when we become hearers of the word and doers of it. When we transform our life, when we see that the word of God has displayed something in the life of Christ or in some kind of an admonition in the scripture that challenges the way that we've been living, the way we've been thinking, the way we've been behaving, and we have a choice at that moment to to bring a union with the Holy Spirit and allow our lives to be transformed. 
understand this, that the Bible clearly tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, according to the psalmist David. Then when we look in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, we ta he talks to us about being saved by grace, and that not of ourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But he goes on to say that we are his workmanship, created unto good works. God made us to work a certain way. He designed us to reflect his image in the earth. This is the reason why we're here. He says that we are not to be conformed to this world and look like the world and smell like the world and talk like the world. Jesus even goes so far as to say you're in the world, but you're not of it. You're cut out of a different piece of fabric. You may have eyes and hair and bodies and and jobs and homes like those who are in the world, quote unquote, uh, but you're a part of a different world. You are citizens of a kingdom, a kingdom of God, and we operate on a different level. That doesn't make us better. It makes us redeemed. We are children of God. And he said he wants us to be transformed Transformed is the word metamorpho, which is where we find the word metamorphosis. If you can picture a butterfly being transformed from that lowly cocoon, this is what God wants for the believer. How do we do that? By when our mind, when we look in the mirror and we see something that is inconsistent with the kind of lifestyle that God has shown us through Jesus, when the Holy Spirit speaks to us about our relationships, about our desires, about our hopes, our dreams, our past, our future, all of these kinds of things, he wants us to bring them into him and allow him to transform us in that moment that we may know what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God because, because he wants us to be unique. This world needs for us to look and, and, and be like Jesus. When the disciples, after Jesus had resurrected and the Holy Spirit came, Peter and John healed a man in Acts chapter 3. And when the Pharisees caught them and they began to question them, they realized that they were not learned men. They were not rabbinical students. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. What a tremendous statement and what a tremendous testimony. We want our lives to be a testimony that we too have been with Jesus, that we've looked in the mirror, we've seen who we are and who we are to become, and we grow in grace to become like him. See you tomorrow.